Um, a couple of people have mentioned they have difficulty hearing me, so um, I'm going to try to speak up a bit um, and hope that will help. And um, if you still can't hear me, please do wave, and I, I might just have to hold this in front of my mouth. Is that how's how's that? Is that better when it's, or is that a bit boomy? Yeah, well, okay. Well, I will. I will try to. I will try to speak up and not be too averse to this thing. <laughs> um, maybe I'll just try holding it. Is that okay? It's not exploding your eardrums or something. So yeah, I know. I I tend to speak softly. Um, so, um, this evening I'd like to share some teachings and some reflections around the theme of the hindrances. And probably all of you have not only heard many talks on this area, this experience, yeah, but also Perhaps even today, they have been around for you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not, you know. But this sense of, again, I think part of the intention in this talk is just to invite us all to revisit these themes. And they are... My understanding is so far that they are in some form or another, you know, even to a very, very subtle degree, they are our companions on this path. Yeah, until the end, or very near the end. So, I'm certainly not there yet. So, here they are. (laughs) Here they are. Yeah, and... Yeah, so I've got some thoughts. I sometimes I share this like preparing a talk. It feels a bit like chasing peas around a plate. It's, it's had that quality on this occasion. So I hope some of the peas some use. Um, it's uh, so an invitation, perhaps for us, even as we sit here, reflecting on our mind, uh, our body our heart, what's present right now. And so we've been exploring a bit the awakening factors and there was a practice I mentioned on Thursday of doing a little check-in. Is there any aversion present? Is your blooming microphone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this, and I think, yeah, this is interesting because we can... You know, perhaps knowing our tendencies, maybe we have, you know, some that we're, mm, how would you put it, you know, closer to than others. Um, or just sometimes how subtle it can be. I also had the experience exploring this a bit this week and noticing how sometimes you're just plain upset and you don't know which hindrance it is. I mean, it's just 
don't feel good, you know, just, whoa. <laughs> but what I've found is actually even in that case, where I probably just looked at in one way, our, you know, experience of disturbance, of of unclarity, of, of being, feeling impeded, of the mind feeling unclear is, it, it can feel, and it's quite complicated. It's like, well, it depends how you look at it, or, well, there's this bit which is, you know, sort of, you know, sad or angry, or then there's another part which is, you know, very mm, frustrated, or all these different facets, and then you have this experience, at least I do, and you start looking, <laughs> it starts changing. <laughs> Just wait a minute. I hold still so I can understand, so I can look. So I can, <laughs> Just, you know, stop the, what is it, friend, stop the train, I want to get off or something, you know. And so, uh, to me, this sort of sense of the inquiry and the, like, really understanding this, like, we have to almost be like, um, surfers or I don't I don't surf so I shouldn't really say that but something something about um you know staying with something that's in movement and that maybe allowing it to be you know just for us to be aware of whatever aspect of of it we are aware of you know and maybe that's you know Sometimes, like, yeah, I was noticing some disturbance, and I, I just thought I'd try a few hindrances and see, see what happened. And I was kind of putting, giving some notes and saying, you know, trying this word or it's like that. And then at one point, I just tried the note anger, and something just went, whoa, yeah, <laughs> that was accurate. It sort of surprised me because if you know, if you somehow if I'd stood back from it, that wouldn't have been what I thought was going, you know, was there. So I think that this these check-ins, it's interesting. That's like any any sense of 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 that sense of sense desire, leaning forward, as sort of wanting something that's not here, you know, and how how subtle that can be, or even yeah, and just to simply ask the question, you know, just huh, you know. Again, as I'm giving a talk, you can play with that a little bit if you want. Um, you know, are we completely at ease and completely content with just how it is? And, uh, yeah, and sometimes that can be the case, can't it? So that's another really key thing with this practice of the hindrances that we are asked to notice both their, their presence, their activity, and also their absence. And then they, they quiet, like talking with you today and yesterday, and I guess this always feels like we're, we're often in our practice, you know, not all the time, but it feels like we're, we're tracking these disturbances and things that, you know, just kind of feel impeding or... And so, and so having, almost making peace with that, with that sense of, yeah, you know, I don't have to be obsessed with it or in huge battle with it or, you know, endlessly analyzing it or blaming it on that or blaming it on me or actually you can just, ah, yeah, that's, ah, 
just touching, so naming very, very simply. Or the, you know, just again naming them. I know we all know these very well, but the restlessness and the worry or remorse. Now, this is very interesting, because can't it be very subtle? One thing I've really been reflecting on this week with the, the hindrances, and I want to kind of, in a way, broaden that to include, you know, our own particular idiosyncratic flavors of being knotted up, you know. Because <laughs> it's, I think, I always feel like the more we mature in practice, the more kind of just like it's a particular sort of recipe or you know, shape or for us to really get to know that and, and, and yeah, that the, the sort of sense of something that's dynamic but also repetitive and maybe habitual and, and even with that, having this sense of the power and the difference it makes to, to name that, to know that, to, to remember that that too is subject to change. Is actually not permanent. (laughs) Repetitive, possibly, but not permanent. Subject to change. Empty of inherent or solid existence. Because don't some of these hindrances, especially the ones that feel so, you know, frequent and so familiar and so, you know, (sighs) burdening and. yeah, they, they too, they too are not who we are. You know, so again, thinking of some different skillful means, I'm going through, not in the order I planned, but there we are. Um, to, to be able to, sometimes I find it helpful to relate to the sense of disturbed disturbance, whether it's aversion or sense desire or restlessness or sloth and torpor or doubt, to relate to it as um, like disturbed energy, like distorted energy that we feel in the body and the mind that's got sort of stuck and trapped and 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 to see it like that somehow can make it feel yeah kind of take the personalness out of it yeah and and with that how helpful it is the mindfulness of the body i mean again it's all for you all probably know you have many skillful means with with these experiences um and no for me, mindfulness of the body in different ways of that is, is really key somehow. Sort of opening up, reconnecting with the whole, the more of the whole body, the different areas, opening up the legs, you know, feeling like the sense of the, the sort of trapped energy of, of, of hindrance of, yeah, and, and that can really, really help. And so maybe that's a more subtle sort of level where we're not so much caught in the the thoughts and the topics and the stories and the you know why haven't they done that and for goodness sake why can't they? um if, if only if only if only it was like this or i was like this if only you know then you know that that lean here i'm leaning forward <laughs> 
Hasir, isn't it? That's another or energetic. So opening up the sense of the body and the feel around the body and the sense of that, so helpful. You know, sometimes it can be a bit of a shortcut. You don't have to go through all the, you know, all the thoughts and the, you know, kind of having a tantrum. Like you can sort of, okay, just feel this uncomfortable, confused energy in the body. Just open up, open up. Let it breathe with it. Isn't that another, I know I... I feel like you will know all these things already, but maybe we need reminding, <laughs> especially if we're in one. <laughs> yeah, especially if we're in one. So no, that quality, that deluding quality of of the hindrances. I, I wanted to mention, I find this very interesting how you have these effects of if if, if you're really caught up in aversion, you get really averse to the aversion. And if you're really caught up in sensitive, you just get desperately wanting to wanting to get out of that, or wanting something else, and getting really, really restless and anxiously active around the restless. And like, what can I do? I'll go here. I'll try that. I'll do that. Um, and the and the deluding quality. Like sometimes I think of it. They tell you lies. Like, you know, if you just do this, then that will sort it out or with aversion they really are they really are bad or you know that that sort of um, way in which the, perce- the perception and the views of ourself you know of others anything really gets uh, kind of tinted by whatever you know whatever hindrance is, is happening or again if we have we have our sort of typical defaults you know our tendencies underlying tendencies upadi residue from these that's uh, another that feel like that sort of bottom drawer I call it the bottom drawer sometimes that maybe you get into in a, on a retreat so there's those sort of more like feels like basic again basic senses of God you know just I'm hopeless, or maybe it doesn't even have words. It's a sort of wordless sense of being just afraid of everything, or just basically confused or lost. Or so I, I don't know. I'm naming some of the ones that are, f- are familiar to me, but maybe again, you sort of really helpful to sort of feel into those more. What I think of bottom drawer, basic re- sort of residual or. Yeah, I think on the underlying sort of tendency, which then is is sort of ready to be activated. And yeah, understanding, understanding sort of how um, how these things, you know, get going, what triggers them, knowing our our um, yeah, knowing our triggers. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've, I've, this is a story I tell sometimes, but I, anyway, it's come to mind and it seems like a good example of, as I, I call it, the apron rage story. So I was on retreat, on a work retreat at Guy House, working in the kitchen. And my, I know that one of my underlying things is I want 
people to obey the rules. You should, right? I'm right, right? So that can be a real trigger for me. Real trigger for me. It's like, wow, you know, righteous wrath or what, you know. The descending deity with flames coming out of its ears and sort of whatever its nose, etc. So, um, you know, this trigger of one of the the st- staff people coming into the kitchen, he was not wearing an apron. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. It's not my business. I'm work retreat. I'm in silence. Like, oh, but he should be. It's like health and safety. <laughs> you know, it's like... I just, I can't stand it when people do these things. And then they realize, and do they think they're so amazingly wonderful and they don't have to do it, but everybody else does, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, obviously you're laughing, you kind of maybe experience this. And I just, in this occasion, could not contain myself. I turned around and I said, you should be wearing an apron. Well, I think I tried to make it sound a bit politer than that, but. And he just stopped, turned around, looked at me and said, you should be silent. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some mirror-like wisdom. <laughs> you know, and of course then the deep embarrassment and sort of, you know, how that, oh my God, you know, how could I have got caught up like that? Yeah, so these things are, um, yeah, I, I want to share a quote with you from Ajahn Sumedho, who I learned recently visited the forest refuge. Isn't that lovely? To, I don't know, maybe you'll have mixed feelings about this person, but he came and, and walked around, and I know for many people, a, a kind of Dharma teacher, or like a grandfather Dharma person and so he's he was he came here and looked around anyway so he said um the five hindrances are your teachers they can be pretty trivial petty foolish annoying and obsessive they keep pushing jabbing knocking us down all the time until we give them proper attention and understanding Yeah. So I also wanted to share um, something f- which uh, I think speaks to this sense. I wanted, yeah, I did want to touch on because I think it really is true that well, you have to check this out in your own experience and understanding. That if we can find some way of skillfully relating to what's difficult. It it is it is transformed in that moment into the path. Hmm. Yeah. A moment of really mindful knowing right, of anger. Anger is being known. Yeah, this very, very important shift from 
being in, being identified with, living from, seeing through, to ah, being with, bearing witness to. It's yeah, it, it's it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But I it's like not easy and something about yeah, the power of mindfulness when it's strong enough, obviously sometimes the hindrances are just, you know, sort of stronger than the mindfulness and the other factors, so but that inspires me and I, also to me it, it kind of again the hindrances as your teachers. How do you relate to a teacher that you respect? You know, do you go around trying to kick him out of a ballpark or something? You know, because isn't that all? You know, like we want to get rid of these things. But if it's a teacher, it's not an interesting thought. Like any of these, you know, all the varieties and kind of experiences of of difficulty of suffering. If what there's moments maybe we can what is this what can this teach me? And uh yeah, maybe that opens up again some sense of relating to and finding out sort of what's helpful. So this is this is just I love this quote from Tiknat Han. If we are aware of the paradise around us It is because we have tasted suffering and we have learned how to practice with it and how to transform it into happiness. So, something here really helpful for us if we can begin to understand or the Buddha talks about the hindrances and the awakening factors is a very um, close, almost sort of, what's the word, like um, relationship where you know the hindrances go up and the awakening factors go down. You know? <laughs> and the other way around, as awakening factors are strengthened, then the hindrances go down. Right? This is, so, and how to, to, under, to understand that. And I think... I don't know, this strikes me as being, again, part of just the beauty, beauty of the path is that when we bring mindfulness and investigation and other qualities, but particularly those, and kindness, then right again in that moment we are strengthening the awakening factors in the presence of the hindrances, right? I find that very encouraging. We don't have to wait for the hindrances to go away in order to still be strengthening the qualities of mindfulness and investigation. So many, many important yeah, aspects to this. I mean, think about how much it protects ourselves and other people and the earth when we can really when we can really uh, work with these things. See, so um, so mindfulness, in a sense of allowing, not indulging the the, the sort of um, messages and the 
impulses, but the sort of allowing that energy. So I was saying earlier. Hmm. I was also contemplating, um, you know, there's a place the Buddha talks about um, the mind made great. The mind made great, again, through qualities of equanimity, clarity, wisdom, samadhi, all these great qualities. And how, and maybe you can also contemplate that in your experience today or other times when, if when the mind is somehow that clear and spacious and the same sort of trigger, the same kind of sight or sound or thought kind of arises, make, makes contact, but there's no reactivity, there's no there's no hindrance arising there's just this sense of that and then it's it's like that it's just yeah how wonderful maybe you you know to me it's very very important to remember or acknowledge that it's sometimes like that because it helps to strengthen this sense of these hindrances are not inevitable they can be overcome yeah, they are not, you know, they're not inevitable. Yeah. So then when the mind is sort of more contracted and these wholesome factors and so on are not so present and how easy it is, like you become maybe small and tight and a bit brittle and you haven't got a very you haven't got a very wide base and the smallest thing can just like you know, explode in the mind and create so that's very i think that's um maybe again an inspiration to us in cultivating the the awakening factors and other other wholesome qualities and i also maybe you have this experience as well again like i was just saying that even if anger rises or there's fear or other forms of ill will or aversion or there's you know any any of those troubling factors that somehow is possible to have a sense of most sort of something that's behind all that or around it or bigger than that. So yeah, we don't have to like you know stop it, stop it in order to be free of it in a way. Just different, relating differently just opening to a different sense of the mind oh this is then just something happening so I was also reflecting on the importance of compassion and kindness in, in, with these kinds of difficulties and how much that, particularly with ill will perhaps, but that sense of kindness, compassion, care for for ourselves, for others, just that sense of this is 
you know, part of the human condition. And that that sense of the compassion then is not just for ourselves, it's for all of us. I mean, I get to listen to you, so I know that this, you know, because you don't, when you're in silence with people, you, you don't always know, you know, and just how, um, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a beautiful thing, isn't it, about compassion, where you, you, you really open to that sense of all, all of us, all of us are, are, you know, afflicted in these ways, to, to some degree or another, different times, and also all of us at times experience the lessening and the calming and the dissipation and the and then what's there instead? Oh, quiet happiness. Yeah. So I want to share another teaching from Pema Chodron. The journey of awakening is one of continually coming up against big challenges and then learning how to soften and open. You soften and open and feel compassion for your predicament and the whole human condition. Yeah. And I think this kind of teaching, you know, sometimes it just sounds so too simple. Well, I've got to get my toolbox out, get my, you know, get all my screwdrivers out, I've got to fix something, plan how I'm going to fix it, you know, for the next months and years. And maybe there's something quite miraculous and beautiful that can happen in a moment, a moment of kindness. A moment of letting be. A moment of, yeah, everybody else is. A moment of, it's just that. Yeah, and then we get caught up again and reactive again. And, yeah, I've figured out. Zigzag path, zigzag path. Yeah, so another thing I think is so crucial is again kind of a little bit coming, going, leading on from this sense of everybody is a sense of, of um, we're together, we're with. You know, one of my teachers said, um, Suffering is pain plus isolation. So something for you to check out a bit, if you wish, is that what difference it makes if you just somehow find some sense of softening that sense of isolation is me with my stuff, you know, on my own, and like, oh, just, yeah. And I guess um, in one way you could say, well, we are, nobody can kind of get in there and help us out with it, 
you know, but actually and that really buys into the sense of a separate solid self, which we happen to know is not true. <laughs> you know, and how many times have you been saved from your own madness by someone else? I certainly have. Many times. There's taken another person, sometimes not just what they've said, but just sitting together and going, Oh, God, and the other one going, yeah, I know. <laughs> Immediately feel better. Yeah. Well, not always, but I mean, isn't that a bit of a miracle, you know? Like, what's happening there? Nothing's been fixed. Nothing's been sorted out. So, where's the suffering? And where's it gone? Yeah, it's not. It's, uh, so I sometimes, uh, yeah, encourage people here to either, you know, just have a sense of sort of com- comradeship. That's not a very Buddhist term, is it? Um, comradeship, solidarity with others. I feel to to receive and offer support, and in the discussion group or in meetings with teachers or. You know, picking up the red phone and ringing retreat support and saying, Help! Help! My mind's mugging me. <laughs> and the person on the other end says, I know, I know what you mean. Okay, I'll be there. And if, just, you know, just go and sit in the conference room, have a cup of tea. You know, I'll be there. I'm uh, making light of it because I know how horrendous it can feel and how impossible and how. I guess I'm just trying to breathe, breathe in and out, you know, that through whatever of that is around or, yeah. So a hindrance check-in, which is where I started, I just, yeah, if that's helpful for you, you could, you could try that. I think I'll, um, hmm, I don't know, I could ramble on a bit longer, but um, let's see. I think I'd like to just, the last piece I'd like to share is um, actually a teaching from um, Gil Fronsdahl, teacher some of you may know in California. And I'm going to put it on the board. So if you want to check it out, it'll be on the board. So, And I find it a very beautiful teaching, um, some help with hindrances and that whole area of experience. And it's a bit like, um, again, just a little bit of a framework we can pick up and use at times. Or, Yeah, but I, I find it very encouraging. So it's a, it has an acronym, you know, like probably you all know about RAIN, recognize, accept, investigate, and non-identify, which is another wonderful, useful framework for working with these difficult mind states. But this one is Bella, Bella, which is, I think, Italian for beautiful. And the acronym here, B-E-L-L-A, describes the mind that is revealed. 
when the hindrances are overcome and mindfulness becomes strong. So, B. When a hindrance appears, it is useful first to let it be, not acting on it or reacting to it. Yeah, I would just add a thought to that about um, the hindrance may already, it's like it may already be operating, but it's that when we notice it, I think that's, yeah. So not necessarily as it arises, but when it appears, when we notice it, yeah. E, examine it. Exploring the hindrance means recognizing its components. It's energetic, emotional, cognitive, and motivational aspects. It involves recognizing its absence, learning how it arises, and how it is removed, and how it can be prevented from re-arising. So L, lesson. Lessen its intensity, relaxing the body and the mind, directing the attention to something calming. I think that's a, that's a very important one. And then the second L is let go, when it can be let go. <laughs> you know, that's interesting, isn't it? That's sometimes... We can let it go, we just don't quite realize we can. Ah, oh, don't have to hold on to this. You know, it's not interesting that we hold on to them because somehow they provided us with a sense of identity or something to do, or yeah, we don't, we don't have to hold on to them. Yeah. And A for appreciate. Appreciate its absence. Unhindered attention is a treasure to be present without being hijacked by the hindrances is a joy. So thank you for your practice. May we all, each of us, find find the path that's in the difficulty. Yeah, find the transformation and the and the release. It's more possible than we think it is. Thank you. So let's close this session by chanting the reflection.